Hello, and welcome to this edition of Advice Worth Keeping, KPMG's podcast series in which we interview KPMG leadership and subject matter experts, as well as third-party and client executives and thought leaders on key global business, socioeconomic, and geopolitical market trends and topics. My name is Stan Lapique, the lead market research and thought leadership effort for the KPMG Global Management Consulting Practice, and I'm your host for this podcast series. And I'm pleased to have with us here today Donna Mushaka. Donna is a member of the U.S. firm, and she's a managing director in the CIOA practice within KPMG. So Donna, thanks for joining us here today on Advice Worth Keeping. Thank you. Today we're going to talk a little bit about how organizations are and should consider taking a business-led approach when considering enterprise resource planning or ERP and back office technology transformation. So Donna will share with us what she's seen out in the market and her client base. I think historically we've seen that a lot of organizations have focused on a customer-facing transformation approach in order to stay competitive and ideally get ahead of the competition. But what do you see driving this shift to focus more on the back office in the context of these types of transformation efforts? I think, Stan, that we look at companies who have been focusing on what's called a customer-facing, more front office related. There's been a lot of investment in that area. And as an outcome, many of the executives, so your CFOs, your COOs, your CIOs, now have an awareness and are turning their sights more towards the back office because what they've realized is they really haven't taken advantage of the newer technologies that are out there to enhance those types of operations as well. Another key focus and reason for the turn on the back office is really being driven by the workforce, believe it or not. Employees today are looking for a much different experience than they had, you know, let's say 10, 15, 20 years ago. And it really is causing them to evaluate what organizations, what companies do they want to look at for their future careers. And they're looking at those who provide a better experience. How do I look on my mobile phone to see what my last paycheck was? How do I do my upcoming trainings? Things like that. And what they've come to realize, they being the CFO and other C-level executives, is that they're really hindered by the existing legacy applications that they have in place today. Because for the most part, organizations Organizations really haven't taken a look at the back office for maybe 10, 15, or in some cases, even 20 years. Yeah, that's an interesting point, Don, and we've had some of your colleagues on, particularly from the people in change practice, talking about that very thing. How do you become a compelling employer for these types of employees that really have an interest in getting the latest and greatest technology? So it's interesting how that dovetails in with this discussion here today. So, Donna, once companies realize they want to update the back office, where should they start? I think often they might start by choosing a technology vendor. Is, is that the optimal first step, or are there some pitfalls? associated with starting out with looking at specific vendor or vendors for specific technologies? Unfortunately, we would share that many of our clients are trying to enter this transformation from a technology perspective, and that would not be what we recommend. You know, you asked an interesting question, what are the pitfalls of doing that? First, maybe let's talk a little bit about why they do that. Historically, selecting ERP has 
sat in the office of the CIO and is really driven from that function within an organization. With the changing role of the office of the CIO and how much more tightly the CIO is with the business, it has really come to light that these types of transformations really need to start through a collaborative approach between the business functions, so HR, supply chain, finance, along with the technology function to really bring about an effective transformation. But why do I say that? What's kind of the proof? I can give you a few examples of clients that we've interacted with recently who have started their back office transformation at the stage of let's go pick an ERP. And they've engaged in conversations with the various tier one ERP vendors. And for the most part, in fact, I can tell you at least two out of the three conversations that we've had, most recent ones, because they started with let's use ERP as our main reason. The result is they do nothing. They couldn't prove out their business case. It was unclear to them how this was really going to affect transformation. And then they also had quite a large variety of what we would call use cases that the vendors are bringing forth. So they didn't have a way to really do an apples to apples comparison. And the biggest pitfall is most organizations hadn't really thought through what is their vision? What do they want to be? What are they going to look like through this transformation? And starting with the technology is kind of putting the cart before the horse. What are some of the key questions organizations should be asking to get a preferred or better outcome? Is it really starting with that vision? Is that, I would think that's a key question, but there are other things associated with that. Should make sure they ask as they start, start get going on these efforts. It really is, Stan. It really is starting with that vision. And we would simplify this, although this isn't a simple activity or initiative, but there are four questions we would encourage organizations to consider as they're thinking about their back office transformation. Number one, what do we want to be? How do you create that transformation vision and how do you get alignment across the functions of the business and IT and the employee experience to make sure that this all really drives the right opportunities opportunities and provides competitive advantage from a back office perspective. So that's the first question, what do we want to be? Second question is, what do we need to do? So once you know what do you want to be, you then need to figure out, all right, so what do we need to do around that? How do you translate that vision to actual tangible outcomes? And how does that align with technology so that you're really understanding the functional impacts to your critical corporate functions? So that's the second question. Third question is, how do we get there? We know what our vision is. We know what we need to do to get us closer to our vision. And this may be more than one step, but how do we get there? What are the recommendations? What's the integrated roadmap? Let's face it, just about every organization out there has 10, 15 plus initiatives that are going on at the same time. So how do you show the story or tell the story around how you're going to get there? What does this integrated roadmap look like? And then the fourth question is, how do we start? So how do you mobilize? You've created your vision. You know what your target operating models look like. And the target operating model is that the what do we need to do, and then how do we get there, which is the roadmap, and the how do we start is how do you mobilize this? How do you get started so that you're really affecting a transformation approach versus a system implementation? 
So that's a good set of questions, Donna. So once an organization has asked these questions and at least started to answer them, what are some of the next key steps you recommend that they take to really start to drive successful transformations? We're defining division. We have these questions we've asked. We're going about answering them. What are the next key steps? So let's talk about the transformation vision. That's the very first step. Do they have a vision already? And some already established a vision, but let's say they haven't. How do they go about doing that? And this is really bringing together all of the functional business leads together in a room and really exploring what does that vision look like and taking into account some of the disruptive technologies to consider as you're going through this transformation, things like blockchain, like data and analytics, like digital labor or intelligent automation, things like that need to be factored in. It's really doing this exploration around the vision. The next key step is defining your target operating model. I talked about that just a couple of minutes ago, but it's really looking at the six layers of a target operating model and saying, what does the future look like for the target operating model? So what are those six areas, right? It's looking at the functional process. It's looking at the people. It's looking at how you deliver services today. What are the KPIs or performance insights? How do you govern that particular function? And last but certainly not least is how does technology support that? So looking at your target operating model is absolutely the underpinning of the success to drive this back office transformation. Because as you go through as an organization and define the future of what that, let's call it the TOM, the target operating model looks like, you can very clearly come up with, all right, these are the 10 areas that we're going to focus on. I'm just picking a number, right? And of those 10, eight of these are enabled by technology. And of those eight, three are unique to our business or our business model. So now you have something you can take to the technology vendors and say, based on my future state and the things that are unique and important to my organization, I need to know how your technology will enable that. And if you don't do it this way, hopefully you can start to see that jumping in with the technology alone isn't necessarily going to show you the outcomes that, that you are hoping to get because you haven't thought through that target operating model as of yet. So the target operating model is absolutely key. And then using that to drive out what those use cases are and also have a collaboration with the vendors to understand not only how would they meet those needs or use cases today, but what does their future also look like? So having the opportunity to collaborate with the vendors on what does your future state roadmap look like and how does that fit how we're going to then sequence out this roadmap. The other thing outside of the target operating model outcomes is also looking at those disruptive technologies. I'll give you an example. I mentioned intelligent automation a few moments ago. Many organizations today, as it relates to their back office, have highly manual processes in place. They might do a really good job of closing the books in five or six days, but they do it through what I call heroic efforts and Excel gymnastics. Those are immediate opportunities for our clients to look at intelligent automation and say, how can I automate this? 
How do I automate this now? And making a conscious decision to implement one of those disruptive technologies while you're in the process of selecting your partner for your ERP transformation could create some immediate benefits to the company. And we see that quite often as we go through these types of engagements. The fourth thing that I think they need to really focus on as far as key steps is to establish what we call a transformation management office. So what is that? It is not PMO, it's TMO and with a T, because this is about transformation, not just about managing a project. This is a program, this is driving transformation, and it puts the governance, it puts in the layer around the employee experience and all the change management that needs to be considered so that you're really going about what is probably going to be an initiative you do every 15 years or so, putting a, a mechanism in place to make sure that you are achieving the outcomes that you said you were going to achieve at the beginning. Yeah, I like that idea of the TMO. I think that sounds like something that could be certainly a critical enabler to go through the steps, particularly the ones you described as to how to really narrow the focus on the technology to things that are relevant to your organization's needs and the future state of its target operating model, but also things that really take advantage of some of the disruptive technologies out in the market today. Well, Donna, maybe to wrap up, and I think you've really hit on these points, but for our listeners, once they get off the line, I was going to ask what to do to get started, but you've really hit upon that with defining these four questions and answering those and going through the four steps you just outlined. But to wrap up, are there any other things companies really need to focus on to, to get these efforts going or if they have them in place to accelerate them or maybe if they're lagging to get them back going in the right direction? Um, I think I would suggest that they look at the entire journey of how they're going about this initiative and being thoughtful on where they're entering the journey today and keeping their minds open to what steps have they not considered and should they be considering those. I think that as far as getting started, many companies enter this at different points. As we mentioned, some enter it with, I'm talking to the tier one ERP vendors. But if they at least challenge themselves with those four questions and see if they can answer those four questions, that's probably the best way to get started. And we're happy to come and have a conversation with anyone if they feel that would be of benefit. Okay, great. And for our listeners that want to take Donna up on that, her contact details are available off the landing page for this podcast. So Donna, great stuff. I uh, like particularly the way you had that organized around the four questions, the four steps, some great insights for our listeners. So thank you for joining us here today on Advice Worth Keeping. And we'll have to get you back again to talk in more detail about some of these different steps and initiatives. But thanks for your time today. Thank you, Stan. Thanks for having me. And you can find the links to the items you referenced in the show today below the podcast. If you're online, of course, the URL for that is kpmg.com slash US slash podcast. That's a wrap. Thanks for your participation. 